What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay, all things considered. Bell is all on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had oral surgery yesterday. And so I'm um, yeah, I'm I'm floating. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, the, the fires of Elquizadak is is burning through your third eye, and you can speak the truth that future Armageddon has been unseen. I have seen the things between spaces, or the places between places. <laughs> That's the, all right, the, man. The clock gnome, the the clockwork gnomes are real, and I have seen them. Yes, all of those things. Terrifying, terrifying. Yes. Uh, man, we got. Uh, I you know we'll we'll. We're going to hold your hand through this one, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be okay because we've got the conclusion of what has been an incredible, absolutely incredible five-part event from the CW's Flash. Got a lot of great introductions of characters we've not yet uh, had the opportunity to meet before this. We've got reintroductions of characters that we've known through other crossovers. And yeah, a lot of uh, potential storylines for the future. The Flash is back, ladies and gentlemen. That being said, The Flash is also about to go on hiatus. So before we dive into this episode, <laughs> I think it's worth noting and kind of giving y'all a heads up of what you can expect over the next couple of weeks. I'll probably have at least a, a week or two off during uh, during Christmas. But beyond that, we've got uh, some good stuff, man. We've got, we've got a Hawkeye TV talk coming your way. We've got Cowboy Bebop TV talk coming your way. We've got Spider-Man No Way Home movie, panel to screen movie review coming your way. So we got some good stuff. Yeah, and I think there's a Matrix in there, too, if we want to throw <gasps> that in. Yes, we do, Bell. We would love to throw the Matrix in. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a happy holidays, man. We've got, we've got all kinds of good stuff to hold us over as we gear up 
uh, for season eight's return. But man, before we do all that, we got to talk about the conclusion of this five-part uh, miniseries. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode five of season eight, Armageddon, part five. Armageddon. Directed by Minaj Huda and story by Kristen Kim. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Barry reunites with Joe, but the two are interrupted by Dark, whose erasure is being delayed due to his time stone. Thawne attacks CCPD, but is stopped by Barry and Mia Queen, who has come searching for her brother, William Clayton. Thawne asks Barry to save him from his own erasure and is taken to Star Labs. Despero returns and urges Barry to let Thawne die, but Joe convinces Barry and Iris to let him live. In response, Despero takes control of Mia and has her hold off Team Flash while he threatens to destroy Central City to take out Thawne. Iris and Cecile help Mia regain control while Barry deduces that Despero was the despot on Kalinor. With technology from Chester, Barry depowers Despero and sends him away. Barry then drains Thawne's speed to prevent his erasure and has him remanded to Argus custody. During a celebration, Iris helps Mia with a lead on William and convinces her to visit Felicity Smoke for help. Dark gives his time stone to Joe and bids farewell to his daughter Nora, who appears in his place and is consoled by Joe. In CCPD, the timeline changes to show Bart and Nora in a photograph with Eddie Thawne from 2014. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So we have got here a moral quandary, Bell. Do we now? Yes, because and no better uh, person to help us, uh, you know, breach such a topic of a moral quandary as to whether or not we kill our villains than the offspring of one. Uh, Oliver Queen, who famously murdered people <laughs> a <laughs> all lot. the time. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's it's actually very apropos that we've got Mia Queen coming back on the scene. We kind of like brushed over like the whole why on earth is Mia Queen monitoring the time stream in the future? Doesn't seem like her jurisdiction, but you know what? That's fine. That's fine. We're, she's here and that's well, okay. Does she have a time machine? Did I, I missed that bit. You know, in 2031, man, we all got time machines. So it's, I guess. it's fine. Yeah. It's like I time. I did I did want to do the math on this as best as possible. But Iris mentions like, oh, you should like meet our kids and everything else. And I'm I'm kind of thinking, like, shouldn't doesn't Mia know the kids? But they wouldn't be their current age when they're coming back in time. They would be teenagers, maybe? Yeah, you figure Mia might be like, I'm I'm from the future. I know your kids. Right. Exactly. So wait, so she's all right. So, uh, hmm. Huh. <laughs> it's trying. time travel. I ain't got to explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it'd be very interesting to see where they overlap. They, I did notice when they were having kind of that brief conversation at the end so that Mia didn't really like jump on the, Oh, I already know your kids. She also did not say like, oh, yeah, I do have to meet the kids. It was almost like she was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to mess with the timeline to tell you whether or not I actually know your kids. So maybe Mia's doing oh. a much more responsible thing than most of the Flash family does. Because like Flash family, they're like, ah, it's a timeline. This is it's fine. Yeah. Or maybe she's like, what kids? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, snap. Nah, maybe. Maybe that might tie into what's happening a little bit later on in the season. But this episode, man, we got a couple of things going on. And the first one that I want to talk about is Damien Dark, because in this episode, we got kind of a big send off to Damien. I, th I think you and I were both of the mindset that we were kind of done with him last week, but this was not the case. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, 
you know, he he got he got kind of a send off in Legends when he sacrificed himself for Nora, but he kind of had to do that again. So I guess they just gave him another send off. Why not? I, I was I was curious if this is overly heroic. I know he kept on saying like I'm not a hero, I'm not a hero, but I mean he's over here like having like a casual like dad to dad conversation with Joe. You know, like did, did they really wanted Dark to be light in the end, didn't they? Yeah, and I mean you know he that that's very evident like i mean he feels more i guess like you know he's still kind of like dastardly in legends but he's like you know i'm going to save my daughter because it's the right thing and you know hero whatever but like this is what i'm gonna do but yeah they, they kind of make him feel more heroy in this one um it's almost like he's constantly having to argue like no i'm not a hero this is selfish of me remember this is selfish yeah i'm a bad guy so and it's but it's but it's also kind of interesting like you know in the in the same Armageddon, you know, crossover not cross uh, event that we're doing here, they um you know mentioned in that future timeline that he murdered all the legends and right Palmer yeah. and all, like so it's it's like I mean you know what you know sure he killed all these people but Dark's no nah, he he's he's a he's a he's a great father which makes him a good man <laughs> like I, you know I it's 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 weird it's weird. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, you know, a long enough comic book series, uh, television show, this, this kind of stuff ends up happening, but it's fine. You gotta, you like, gotta, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I get it, I guess. Cause it's like, you know, you know, Joe's the one who's like sitting there saying, Hey, look, I know it's Thawne, but we're still not killing him. Cause that's not what heroes do. And then it's like dark. I know you've murdered all these people, but you're, you're, you're still a, a, a hero, I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> here's my here's my only critique of that that whole storyline. I think it's great. It's it's you know, Dark is a fun character and you know, fantastic actor. And it was it was cool having him at play. I liked the combination that we're dealing with Thawne time travel shenanigans, but then also magic time travel shenanigans. And you know, the more the more ingredients we throw into the pot here, the the less, you know, the less we have to overthink it. You know, it's like what well, yeah, we're dealing yeah. with contradicting rules we're literally dealing with contradicting time traveling rules at play at the same time which is kind of interesting and i like the chaotic nature of that and so i was glad that he was part of this event i love the way they used him my only critique is the the through line with his daughter we've never met her right like she's literally never been part of any major event in the past history of the dc tvu Yes. Uh, you know, I'm trying to recall on Legends. I mean, was that the only place that we met her? Or was she ever in like Arrow or? I'm trying to look for the connection point. The, let me ask you this. The season that she was, was she only on for one season or how many, how many seasons was She's she on? Several. Was she? Okay. So yeah. did, did her and Wally have overlap on Legends? no I don't, see i didn't think I so i don't think so see that's the thing like uh, so dark right dark has never actually i don't think technically been part of any of the major crossover events however we did have dark inter interacting with eobard on legends so there is like a if, I, mean, I guess what i'm saying is if you are strictly a flash fan if the way that you interact with this universe on the whole is as a flash fan then her appearance felt a little weird Dark, at least you have kind of the connection points between Eobard. And, and I was Arrow, trying. I mean, like most most people who've seen Flash have seen Arrow. Well, and that's true. That's that's true. So, I mean, like, you know, it's it's a safe bet that you're familiar enough with the Arrow lore kind of coming into the Flash. But everything that came after, you might be a little bit iffy on. So 
she kind of qualifies in that iffy characters. Now we got a lot of those. Don't get me wrong. I, I actually praised this event earlier on for not holding anybody's hand for just saying like, you know, kind of letting you figure it out and, and that being okay. I think that's a good thing. I think just because it's such a very specific, like dark had like his own character arc that was related to her. And then she came back and everybody's like, what is she doing here? And they all knew who she was, but we as an audience don't know who she was. So that well, felt a little weird to me. That's all. I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay. So, cause the only reason he was still there, like he should have been replaced, you know, uh, years ago. Right. Sure. But he had the time stone. And, and so maybe that was like the final solidification of the timeline was him giving the time stone to Joe, which solidified him dying in the past. And so there may have been yeah. opportunities, yeah. Hence, you know, in between then and there. Cause like, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think her just appearing is what actually happened. Maybe it was for her because of the timeline weirdness, but like that actually happened in the past. And so when dark gave up the stone, presumably that solidified the timeline, but she's kind of disoriented because she's just there but everybody else knows what's going on and she'll get she'll get her recollection back. Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Is it, the, the fact about her is we've already talked a lot about non flash fans in this flash. Bit, so <laughs> that, and I guess that's that's like I said, my only like little critique that I have there. Uh, speaking of Joe, we'll talk about the time stone. That's going to come into play later on this episode. But let, let's talk about Joe. So last week we ended things. It felt weird that Joe wasn't involved. So we pick up this episode directly on the other side of that phone call. And. That was what I was looking for, man. I needed that. I needed that that connection point with Joe. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glad we got that. Me too. But then he kind of like you know pieces out for a bit, and then just comes back for like five seconds to yell at the kids, and, <laughs> and then comes back for the finale at the end. What's up with Joe? What's going on there? You know, well, I was wrong. They didn't kill him. I thought because like you know reading reading the uh, yeah, the little stinger for this episode, it was like yeah. you know Barry's gonna have to make some serious choices, and I was like maybe maybe Joe's death ties into them saving Ebard. I don't know, but. I guess it did not. So, all right. So this gets to the moral quandary, right? Like Joe, he kind of comes in. He's he's our righteous man, right? Like he's coming in. He's saying, like, you're not going to kill this dude. Like, like, come on. Like, you know, he's he is going harder on the kids than we've ever heard. Like he comes in when he was he calls out their name. Every dad knows that voice he used. I use that oh, voice. Yeah. Every dad knows that voice. Every kid knows that voice from hearing it from their own dad. Like everybody knows that dad voice. And man, he came in with some hardcore dad energy. <laughs> right then and there talking to his adult grown children as if they were like in kindergarten. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was, that was a little, little, uh, over the top. It felt a little, a little hard for having just lost him and going through that mourning process. I don't know. That was, that was a little rough for me personally. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm alone in that, but it just, it just felt a little bit like, Oh dude, Hey, we're, we just got you back. Like, like, don't, don't be mad, daddy. Like it's well, okay. well, the only, but the only person he just came back for was Barry, right? Like everyone else he was, he was alive for. Barry's the only one who remembers that he died. That's true. I know. But we as an audience, I guess is my right. Point, right. Right. right like, yeah. And so like getting kind of taking the brunt of that energy too. Cause a lot of us, I imagine, I mean, the, the episode definitely kind of puts the audience in the group discussion, right. With team flash of what do we do? Eobard is here. He's going to die unless we save him, but we don't have to save him. So it's that Batman begins, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. And so the question is, what kind of heroes do we want Team Flash to be? Do they save everyone at all costs or do they do commit they... negligent homicide? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. So 
there's another moral quandary that's that's wrapped into this, obviously, because by saving him, they also take away his speed, which kind of gets to the whole cure conversation from earlier on the season. This time around, didn't seem like that was much of a a concern. And you know what? I'm not going to get into it because I was never a big fan of the cure plotline anyway. So just sticking that over to the side. Here's my question for you, Bell. Eobard Thawne, you're Barry Allen. You're, team, you're on Team Flash. You've got Eobard Thawne. He's about to die unless you can save him. Technically, yeah, you figured out how to save him. Do you save him or do you let him die? I mean, like, this, their solution was a fate worse than death. You know, like, I think it would have been more humane to let him die. Honestly. Interesting. Like to take to take his powers away like that, like sure he's not dead, but like you've killed everything about him that makes him him. So, I mean, the only thing left for him to do is just die because he's he's, you know, it'd be like you know when when Barry loses his speed and he talks about how like you know the connection to the Speed Force and all that kind of stuff, and it's just this great uh, feeling and all that kind of stuff. But like you know, is that is that any better? I mean. I don't know. Interesting. Just, like the angel cast out of heaven thing so that earth feels like hell because you no longer have that, that divine connectivity. That, that, yeah. That's kind of what you're talking about here. I, you know, there's something to be said there. I think that's, that's fair. That's certainly Eobard's position at the end of it. He, he's very uh, upset. He feels like he is now in hell because he no longer has his speed. Like who is he without his speed? You know, this is the episode bell that we finally got the backstory, the pre uh, the pre-episode one backstory of Eobard Thawne. Why, what drives him? What, what has been driving him? We've been saying for years, we've never gotten that backstory. We finally know why Eobard is Eobard, why he came back. What, what is his inspiration and why he's after Barry in the first place? We are eight years in, man, and they finally <laughs> gave us the answer there. And it was super petty. I mean, but it isn't was, that Eobard? I mean, that's Eobard to a T. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's not, not saying that it's not, but like, I was supposed to say people and you say people then no one likes me and everybody likes you. I don't like you anymore. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it worked out really well. I liked I mean, the, it, it. Yeah. It fits his character perfectly. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, but uh, exactly. I mean, and Barry even points out like, you know, you have to be a sociopath to have that kind of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Eobard's like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, I like kill you over and over again. It tracks, it tracks. The other thing too is I like there's an aspect of this that I also really enjoy, which one, obviously Eobard was a scientist in his own time, uh, was able to, you know, create his own speed and become a speedster of his, you know, in his own right. But at the same time, when he comes back in time, if we think about him arriving in what was it, 1980 something or another, whenever it was that he um thwarted or not thwarted whenever it was that he attempted to kill Barry, uh, but ended up killing Nora, you know, he's, he's entering into the, the modern context, not just as a scientist, he might be like a mediocre scientist in the future, but he's still a future scientist. You know what I mean? Like he's still coming onto the scene as somebody who, you know, if he was going toe to toe with a Barry Allen of his day might not be as big of a threat, but in our time is a significant threat and has been. So not only are we dealing with a sociopath, we're dealing with a sociopath, who's brilliant and on top of his brilliance has kind of the added unfair advantage of being, you know, future brilliant. So kudos. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean like that, that's the thing where, you know, you have to think Ebar's going to get his speed back somehow. And, well, exactly. Right. Yeah. And the other question that I have is, is, you know, we, we have like a, um, oral loop, a causal loop, right. 
Yes, yes. We have a causal loop in this universe because originally Barry got struck by lightning. It wasn't because of Harrison, right? Mm -hmm. um, or Eobard in this case. Well, um, no, the particle accelerator did uh, did explode in the original timeline, but the, the difference was that Barry became the Flash much later in his uh, in yes. his life. And so Eobard came through, took over Harrison Wells, said like, yeah, you're going to develop this thing. It's going to cause this lightning. It's going to hit this guy, Barry Allen. And I, I don't want to be here any longer than I'm going to. So I'm going to go ahead and speak. I'm going to take your place and I'm going to do all that like five years earlier in the timeline. Yeah. And so what's interesting there is that this is the new Barry and Eobard is directly responsible for creating the new Barry, but he doesn't create the new Barry until way far in the future. And so, like, do we have it like by taking his speed? Is he then now not able to go back in time or is it one of those things where he's already gone back in time? So it's his past and it's not his future. But we know that's not how time travel works in the Flash. So. Well, but see, that's the thing we and I mean, as as kind of referenced earlier on, we're dealing with multiple time travel rules at play at the exact same time. This time stone is like a big rock in the gears, right? Literally, because like, it is a rock. <laughs> this is true. On top of that, too, like they've changed the rules or at least unveiled uh, the rules of time travel very slowly and somewhat uh, messily over the course of this series. To some extent, that's to be expected. It can be difficult when you have rotating writers and showrunners with different kind of visions of what they want to do with the Flash and with time travel. And it's the same thing in the comics. Like the, the rules in the comics change all the time. So in all fairness... You know, it's not exactly like there are hard and, hard and fast rules to how time travel works with the Flash established anywhere. However, the lack of consistency does make things difficult. But what I appreciate about the merger of the uh, the two, uh, you know, the speed force and the negative speed force and these uh, time stone all kind of working together, it creates the opportunity to perhaps fix that causal loop situation. Like one could even argue that the slate has been wiped clean. Barry made mention of the fact that we are now dealing with one timeline. Like it's actually all been, all the, the, the variables have all been merged together. We are now dealing in this one solidified timeline, a timeline in which Eobard no longer exists. So he's going to be eradicated from this. He like much like he was in the past, uh, except now there's no potential of him ever, I guess, coming back. And so talking about they if they let him die. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think, man, what we could very well be dealing with, like I said, I, I think we could be dealing with a situation by the end of this series where Eobard gets in some form or fashion mind wiped and is sent back to kill Nora and start the whole thing over again. I think, I think there actually is a way in which they do close that loop. They could never address it, which is very fair. Like it's pretty messy as is. But I feel like they miss out on an opportunity to like close out that loop if he doesn't get his speed back in some form or fashion. Maybe, well, maybe this is what it is. I don't know. I, yeah. I think I think what we're gonna see is him get his speed back and he's gonna go and try to do the thing. And that's gonna that's gonna lead us into, you know, the future or the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, and that's I don't, you know, it's one of those things where like I don't even know if they'll address it, you know. Um, there's probably like, you know three people who worry about causal loops in the flash and two of them are on this podcast that word. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the third, the one person listening, the one I, person I was, listening. Yeah. 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 That's, that's who it is. You, you who are listening right you. now, it's, it's you and it's us. And maybe it's not even you, but it, <laughs> 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 but it's us for sure. 
Mia, Mia Queen, uh, Oliver Queen's little girl all grown up. She is uh, on the scene. She's looking for her brother. She's got her whole side plot line that happens to go along with the series that she was going to be part of, but I don't think ever got picked up, but I don't really know, to be honest with you. But regardless, we got a little bit of some closure, at least her being able to reconnect with her mom in some form or fashion. I don't know if that's going to play into a future series or, or what, but any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we, we saw like what a clip of uh, who all was it? It was Mia and, and uh, three other people. I guess that was supposed to be the show. I think those are the Canaries. Yeah, it was wasn't it called Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we got a Canary. We got a Canary Arrow. A Canero, if you will. A Canero. I like the Canero. Uh, uh, that that cool. was a cool. Yeah, that was a cool trick arrow. Big, big yeah. year for trick arrows, really. <laughs> very, very big year. Very big year. <laughs> Um, yes, but that, that was neat, you know, to, to see Mia. Um, I, yeah, you know, could this be a backdoor pilot for a show that was supposed to be already piloted, but they didn't pick up. So a backdoor to the back door. So yeah, back, front yeah, door. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe I have no idea, but maybe it's also giving a little bit of closure there too, since that was not the case. Be curious. Probably, for, yeah. Probably more closure than anything else. Yeah. Fans of uh, black or uh, uh, green arrow and the canaries. Let us, let us know what your th- thoughts are on that. We'd, we'd love to hear or, I mean, you know, they they are they are uh, Supergirl's ending. Like it's its last season, so I that's mean, true. There, yeah, there will be a, a time slot there available. So who knows if they'll fill it up with more, um, like you know, an adult version of Heathcliff or something like that. Interesting. Like they did with you know Riverdale. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other old comics around that era that would be like hilarious if they. Made oh wait, Heathcliff! Part. Heathcliff! No one could terrorize the neighborhood. No. Um, yes. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one could terrorize the neighborhood. You talk about the cat. Yeah, Heathcliff the cat. He's also Garfield from Earth 2. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That should be Garfield and Heathcliff versus that's that's the new Superman versus Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I I I this this is this is completely off topic and off tangent, I know, but um that's all right, you're on drugs. What's up? Yeah. There there's a you know, uh, um they're making like a is it Hanna Barbera or whatever like Super Smash Brothers, um with but it's just other characters from another universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. Um, but Garfield's a playable character, and you literally cannot play him on Mondays. <laughs> and I just thought that was brilliant. That that's uh that's pretty clever. That's that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Well, there you go. Um. Back on back back on track. Uh. Yes. We're, we're dealing with the uh, the moral quandaries. We've got different kind of schools of thought. I really liked the line in the sand. I think it was Iris that kind of drew the line in the sand, or at least acknowledged it, um, because uh, Allegra pointed out, like, hey, we're the new kids. And Iris is like, yeah, you're the new kids. So maybe so, maybe uh, sit this uh, one SDFU, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like Allegra and Chester had a good point. Because they were new, they didn't have the emotional baggage, and they could assess the situation kind of without, you know, bringing that into play. But at the same time, that emotional baggage actually does matter. So it was a really good debate, I felt like, that we saw on display, which is part of the reason why Joe coming in and taking the hard stance that he had, I didn't really appreciate. I thought I was like, I, I don't know, Joe, maybe maybe let him like mull this over a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know we're talking about a man's life, but even still. Yeah, well, and, and didn't like Iris telling uh, Allegra and Chester to like, you know, sit down and shut up kind of reminded me of when she had that same conversation with Bart about Eobard, right? Mm. It was like, you don't know yeah. Eobard. Or, or or was it vice versa? Because it was no, Godspeed was Godspeed. His Eobard. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Because, yeah, he kind of maybe that's where she got it from. 
is from Bart saying, look, you don't get it. And so she knows where they're coming from. She knows where Allegra and Chuck are coming from, not having experience with Eobard. Mm. And yeah, and so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just on drugs, but um, <laughs> that's a good. No, it's a good connection point. That's a good connection point. Uh, they have to. Uh, there's 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 a battle of the minds because, of course, Maya does get taken over by Despero. Despero does show back up. Um, you know, I still feel like they use Desper as a red herring and I, I am completely okay with that. And at the same time, was kind of glad that we did get a little bit of a throwdown between Despero and Flash. I saw some complaints about the overall CGI. I thought for CW CGI, it was quite good. I, I thought it was a really good fight. Um, and, you know, they left things very much on a cliffhanger. Despero, do you think he's coming back, Val? Um... I mean, he lost his connection with the eyes, so he's got to go get that back. But maybe, I mean, that could be interesting to see like a, a I mean, I don't know. Flash kind of handled him. He's got those new boots now. So, I mean, oh, those I, I new feel like, boots. yes, the boots, the boots. Dude, yes, 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 yes. And finally, we got freaking uh, Chester, like, you know, coming up with like the Cisco Tech type stuff. It, right? It's Chester Tech, man. It's not yeah, it's Chester C- Tech. Cisco Tech is old tech. No, you know, no, no offense, of course, you know, the OG and yada, yada, yada. But no, no, man, Chester Tech. Chester yeah. Tech is here and it is yeah, shiny. <laughs> I know. I, I guess I mean to say is like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we finally have Chester like, you know, stepping into that role of making yes. tech. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, you know, for Flash and not just like, here's a defense matrix thing that will block Despero's eye beams. You right. Know. Right. This is a, this is a ray gun uh, defibrillator and we're going to use it once for this one thing. And that's yeah. fine. Like those are that's good. You want you want kind of your your sciencey person to to be able to come up with some super science to super science the thing. But at the same time, like you said, you're right. It is a whole nother level when you were making not just part of the flash costume, the boots. Yeah, like the boots. Man, they look they're good. Legit. They, they, yeah, look awesome. they look great. And and you're talking about the, the CG of the fight and um I like my uh, uh, buffering or whatever went down. So it was all pixelated to begin with. And so like, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell, you know, how good or bad it looked. But like the action looked fun. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Flash I'm... Flipping over I beams and stuff. Yeah. Well, although I will say he was kind of dispatched pretty easily. Um, You're talking about Despero? Despero. Yeah. Well, he's a despot. He was like, and, and I was right about that, you know. You were. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were. Yeah. I was totally wrong on the whole, like, he's some sort of Starro Venom situation. I was to- totally wrong on that one. No, no, yeah, you you were your way wrong. Yeah, no, he is, uh, he was conquering the Earth, and Barry finally figured it out. Um, took him long enough, but, but yeah. Bell's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, I had this figured out, like, from, like, five seconds of when he showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew it from when you first said my name is Despero. <laughs> I was like, how do you have a name like Despero and think, I don't know, maybe this guy is like just a friend who wants to come live on Earth. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think it'll be interesting. I think he, uh, he can come back. Um, would be great if he came back for a, another big crossover event. I think that would be cool. Uh, kind of Des- like even more powered up version. Yeah, I think I think that would be good. Um, not just powered up, but powered up with an army, you know? Yeah, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them, uh, get, you know, some good space army stuff and, you know, get the heroes back together. Good Justice League, like a full crossover. Like this was really good as like this, like kind of mini series, this event, this very Flash centric event. But Despero, I think, could work really well for a future Justice League uh, type of event. And so great character, fantastic CGI, I thought. Um, great actor. Really loved him as Despero. Great delivery, yeah. both from voice acting, uh, the character, as well as when he was 
in his human form. So, um, yeah, glad, glad that, glad that we still have him as a, um, you know, kind of a, a tool in the toolkit, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Cause he's not gone. He's just depowered. He needs to go and like, I don't know, eat his Wheaties and get his third eye back. And maybe we'll have some, uh, more interestingness with him. I, th- I think so. I think so. Keep an, keep an eye out for desperate. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Man, speaking of eyes popping, uh, the 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 after everything was all said and done, Team Flash dresses up to the nines and the tens and the twelves and the thirteens and the fourteens and all the numbers and goes out partying. I guess yeah. at, at Star Labs, but still. Wait, no, they weren't in Star Labs. They're somewhere else. Were they at Star? I thought they were Star yeah. Labs. They got all dressed up, man. They were fancy. Yeah, they got fancied up, and then uh, Barry said something about we have this whole place to ourselves tonight. So like, they always have Star Labs to themselves. Oh, that's so, a good like, point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, man. So we got uh, everybody's all dressed up and they're partying. It, it it did feel like that big kind of crossover event. You kind of mark something with like the big party. I remember after the first Team Flash versus Team Arrow uh, crossover, they all, you know, I, I think they were all like playing charades at, at Barry and Iris's place. I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but the point is that yeah. you, you got a party. We just did a thing. We all got a party, which is catered. Was it was it also catered? I mean, unless Chester was back there making those little weird little sandwich things, then then yeah, it had to have been. I don't I don't think so. It was anyway. It was looked the food looked good. Everybody looked great. It was it was great. Everybody's I mean, having a good can't time. Run really fast. Maybe he just like you know, ran to a <laughs> restaurant. That, he ran to another party somewhere else in the world and uh-huh. took all the waiters uh, or hors d'oeuvre trays and just brought them here. Yeah. Hey, just save the planet in the timeline. You're welcome. I'll take yeah. these. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right. Well, good stuff. Um, Thon's in, in Argus's custody. Uh, not, not feeling too good. Uh, will he come back? Uh, I think we, we both are firmly in the yes. We have not seen the last of you, Barthon. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Caitlin Snow was actually in this episode. Caitlin was in this episode, she wasn't a, she? And she had some, she had some good lines to say there to Thon. She had some big moments overall, yeah. like pointing out, like, all right, like people keep saying that I'm just in these episodes. I'm in these episodes, okay? Yeah. And this is the reason why I'm in these episodes. And like, I, do you feel like they made this crossover for us? Because I feel like whoever has like been writing this thing went and like, all right, I want you to listen to the Flash TV Talk podcast and. Uh, maybe three or four other things that are out there, but mostly the Flash TV Talk podcast. And uh, <laughs> let's let's hear what these guys are saying. Okay, all right, they want no, Cecile Psycho Pirate. Put her in the Psycho Pirate mask. Okay, time travel. Lots of time travel people. Eobard, yeah, get him. Don't tell him that Eobard's in it, and then get him with Eobard. Slap him in the face like that. That'll be great. They'll, that's yeah. that's going to be wonderful. Uh, and then and then it's like they keep on this joke um, where they keep saying that that uh, Caitlin Snow also in this episode. Let's give Caitlin Snow a whole speech about why she's also in this episode. Like, like, let's yeah. let's really do it up big at the end. Just just yeah. just to show them just to show them. <laughs> What's that? They're not Flash TV talk anymore. They're just oh. they're just TV talk. They're, well, they're still they- talking about Flash. <laughs> a, a bit a bit okay okay, okay. all right no yeah right. but we're gonna we keep doing it keep doing it do it we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna do it we're not gonna we're not gonna let them get away with this anymore no it was really good and that's the thing because you know I, I think we as an audience tend to really focus and i think rightly so on the dynamic between barry and thon but this is the thon that was the hg abard from season one who had a very like deep relationship with caitlin well before barry came on the scene so even though the, the Barry Thon dynamic is very uniquely tied into that hero 
uh, kind of ultra supervillain or kind of main uh, our arch nemesis type of role, man, this is somebody who, you know, obviously Caitlin and Eobard have a massive history between the two of them. Uh, and so it was great to kind of see her really kind of extend herself like that and, you know, kind of fight her own battle, not in a physical sense, not in like a throwing a punch, not in a blasting with ice, but like really almost like an emotional battle of kind of, you know, planting that stake in the ground and being like, yeah, I am here. And this is why I'm here. And I hate you. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was so good, man. I, I, I loved that. I thought it was great. But also, uh, I guess we could say this. Um, Frost also in this episode. Was she? She had five seconds and she got knocked out in the hallway. Oh, that's right. That's, that's all right. I remember. Yeah. So we kind of you know we we, we flipped flip the tables on that. Flip the tables. They flip. We flip the. Ta- they flip the tables on us, Bell. Yeah. They, they flip the tables on us. All right. Well, we got some speedster speculation heading your way. We'll be right back. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Speedster speculation. All right, man. Speedster speculation. Uh, this is where we insert the Hulk meme and say time travel. <laughs> 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 uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, obviously, we got that uh, image. We we see that the kids have traveled back in time on uh, the year 2014, and uh, they they're over there photobombing. So that's a thing. Uh, one imagines they're not just photobombing, that they were intentionally in that picture back in 2014, which means the kids are actively changing the timeline, even as we are standing here in 2021. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is that Dark gave Joe the time stone. So one imagines, Bell, that these two things are going to be major issues in the uh, upcoming episodes. But I just want to kick it to you. What's up with the kids? Okay, so the kids uh, in that, like, right after that photo, um, they drug Eddie and they go get him to get a vasectomy. So <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I, I no. don't know that they drugged him. That's a little extreme. Uh, but I do love the idea that they go back in time. But, like, would you really do that to, like, your mom's ex? <laughs> like, he's going to be alive still. Like, I mean, and he can't even have kids. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, like that cuts out 50% of your DNA and a 50% chance to uh, 25 and the thing. And the, anyway, point is, <laughs> I, I would advise against it. Yeah. You know? Well, but I mean, like, you know, why, why show Eddie? Why show Eddie with, with the twins in that, in that photo? Not just well, cause it tees up cause Eddie's coming. Cause, yeah, cause Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's coming. coming. Yeah. He's, he's going to be back. Um, this is, this is known. This has been promoted out. Of, I think uh, it's not too spoilery to uh, mention that. I don't think it's also too spoilery to note that uh, I believe he's back for like an episode. I don't think he's back back. Uh, so then it'll probably be the episode where the twins go back in time. And, I think and tell so. Them they highly yeah. suggest he get a vasectomy. Like have you, it, it doesn't even hurt in these days anymore. Like much. Well, this is 2014. So that was, you know, 
Well, I don't, I don't, I, I've never, anyway, point is that, um, yes. But I mean, it's not 2021 vasectomy. It's, it'd be, it'd be 2014 vasectomy, unless they take him to the future to get a vasectomy and then take him back in the past. But I don't know. Vasectomy it's, TV. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's time travel. Either it all works or none of it works. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, unlike a vasectomy, which only works about 90. Anyway, it, the point is. Yeah. Yeah. The point, the point is, is Ebar's back, but Ebar's back. Depowered and Thon, Eddie Thon is back. Yes. And going to be cobalt blue. I don't know. I don't know. What if we got a situation? Well, you know what? Hmm. The kids are back in time. They're doing stuff to the timeline. One imagines it's one of these situations where they mess something up. They're trying to fix it and fixing it. They've kind of messed something up. I would actually love a few episodes where the kids are solo. Like, you know, we how we great. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, that would we, be we've great. occasionally had those episodes, right? Like where, you know, Barry is out. And so we've kind of focused on side characters and yada, yada, yada. I think that uh, like a kid centric episode would be or a few episodes would be awesome. Yeah, with like Barry only showing up the end to be like, what'd you learn? Yeah, right. Or what did you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, oh, shoot. You remember Reboot? The yeah, CGI, yeah. like one of the first, probably the Hexadecimal. first CGI. Yeah. There was that whole season three where the kid goes off to the internet and grows up fast as kids do on the internet. Oh, yeah. It comes back as like this internet pirate. Yeah. But that's the yeah. thing. Like we essentially like we leave our main cast and we just follow the kid as are the kids because there's two of them and they go on their kind of side adventures kind of all grown up. And then we bring them back to the main cast and kind of catch up with everything that's been going on while they've been out you know, partying on the internet. And so I'm kind of curious, like, what would that be like in this context? If we went with the kids for a couple of episodes throughout time and, you know, you could see it in the, the main cast here and there and, and that sort of thing, but really we're not focusing on too much on their arcs because their arcs of a different time and may even get wiped out from the timeline. And as we've talked already, that's not something that we love <laughs> when that yeah. happens, but that would be really cool. That would be really cool. I think. I, I would love to see an episode. I, mean, I, I guess, would that be considered like a bottle? No, not really a bottle episode because they'd be, you know, leaving and doing stuff. But it's like a bottle yeah. miniseries to some extent. Like, I, I, give them three episodes, you know? Yeah. Give them, give them three episodes where they're, you know, out doing, you know, they're, they're, they're like doing normal kid stuff. And then they, it's kind of like, you know, they're playing baseball in the front yard and they accidentally like break the window. And now they have to scramble to like, you know, fix it before dad gets home kind of thing. Yeah. But in this instance, the window's like the 50s. Yeah. The window is is time and they just broke it. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> yeah. think that's I think that's great. I think that's a great. That's a really I, yeah, I, th fun I think concept. I think yeah, I would I would love to spend some time with uh, with Bart and Nora. I think that'd be awesome. So we're dealing with a situation coming up where the kids are going to be doing something, and then the parents are going to need to deal with it. Uh, I'm I'm glad we're getting it back. By the way, Bart, uh, he that actor that plays him, I saw him recently. Where did I see him? Really? Oh, yeah, at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, I thought you meant like you ran into him or something. No. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think he's from Houston. Anyway, point is, he uh, no, he was singing in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's cool. So, like, maybe another musical episode with the kids. Ah, uh, could be cool. He's got a good voice. Barry and Iris's wedding. Right. Yeah. No, he did. He did. Uh, he did a good job. So, no, he'd be, he'd be a good addition for for another musical episode for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I am I'm excited to see both of them back. I think we've got some really fun antics uh, with their dynamic, and I would love to get to know them some more. So yeah, I'm I'm here for it. No, I agree. I think it'd be cool. Like, uh, I you know we we talk about there's never enough time to develop all these characters. Well, I think you know 
having an episode devoted to Bart and Nora would give us a lot of time to develop them since we haven't seen them in so long. You know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And on, on, you know, and again, not to put down Chester or Allegra, two characters that I very much enjoy, but on a episode, on a series called The Flash, the characters that are The Flash or part of The Flash family are always going to be like the ones that I want to see more so than, you know, uh, anyway, I'm not even going to get on that. that well, uh, and, 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 you know, freaking the uh, uh, development we we're going to see with Chester and Allegra that happened in the future, but went bad. Yeah. It looked like it was about to happen this episode, but then Barry had to step in and freaking, you know. Hey, guys. Hey. Remember how I wiped out y'all's relationship from the timeline? Doing it again. Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know, I know you guys are about to have a moment, but I, I really need to say this. Thanks for standing up to me. I appreciate that. Now, yeah. uh, what, what were you what were you going to do? Can yeah. I just stand here and, and, and watch you guys be awkward? I was okay. like, nope, we need a season long arc for these two. And it's going to yeah. be, will they, won't they? So that's what's going to happen. I'm fine. <laughs> that's fine. It, yeah, they're cute. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes, there's that. Here's the other question. Time stone in play given to Joe from a dying man to one that was just recently resurrected. I'm curious, Bell, is the time stone tied to Joe now like it was that some sort of symbolic gesture implying that joe may have to use the time stone to sacrifice himself to save his grandchildren for example i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking it has something to do with joe's um death he's marked for death isn't he like he has been yeah i'm hung up on it man like i I just get the feeling that, that you know granted joe had a lot of stuff to do this episode as far as like you know keep, keeping the kids in line so i mean obviously he still is needed here and there but maybe that's what the time stone is for maybe it's like something where like ooh, uh, iris is time sickness iris is time sickness the right? time sickness oh it's his daughter oh bell yep yep yeah, that's what it is so like in order f- in, in order for him to cure iris's time sickness he's gonna have to take himself out of time but he's got the time zone so he can pop in here and there but like it, it, for all intents and purposes he's gonna be gone <laughs> it's gonna be another ghost dad be ghost dad we're gonna two. have another this is ghost dad three based on like how many times we made ghost and the first ghost dad, well you know we don't need to talk about the first ghost dad anyway yeah, let's point not is, talk about the first ghost dad <laughs> oh gosh <sighs> no all right so i think you're right that tracks but i don't like that they did that with timeless wells i don't like and i don't like that they did that kind of with captain cold for like a hot minute or a cold minute on leg on legends where it's like okay they're dead but you can always go back to this moment in time to this bar to this room, to this year, and have a quick heart to heart with him. I mean, like that's true anyway. We're dealing with time timelines, and we're dealing with time travel. Barry can technically go anytime, 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 anytime to go talk to somebody. So we don't need to like have also. There's a magic thing which also allows it to happen. I just don't well, think that's necessary. But right, but like the time zone seems to be separate from, you know, Barry's control of the space-time continuum and so maybe that's what's special about it is that that's what can remove like there's nothing like barry maybe maybe that's what it is is like you know if joe uses the time stone to get rid of iris's time sickness then it makes it so that he is outside of time and that only joe can use the time stone to return as opposed to barry leaving and going to have a heart heart in some other time or place joe comes in using the time stone for a limited amount of time Mm, but unnecessary yeah yeah I, I mean i don't know i don't know mia just, just popped in out of nowhere without any explanation and we were fine with it you know what i mean like 
and Barry can just go run back in time and grab him or the kids can, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of Jay can technically, that would be interesting if Jay felt like Barry needed to talk into. And so he goes, gets Joe. And now you got your dad's doppelganger and then your adopted <laughs> father, both telling you what to do. <laughs> yeah. You get the whole, my two dads and a whole nother, like, you know, in a whole nother way. So you know. my two dads, my two timelines. There you go. My yeah. two earths really. My two earths. Yeah. Or three earths. I don't know. Oh, we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Bell, any other thoughts about the time travel shenanigans? I, I think I think you might be very right here with uh, the Joe using the time stone to save Iris. That that tracks. Yeah, I think that tracks, and I think that's going to be you know his his exit point from the series. I do we know anything about a ninth season? You know, I bet. Hang on, now this I bet it's I bet it's bigger than that. I don't think it's just save Iris, although I bet that's part of it. I'm wondering if the time sickness might also be tied to her pregnancy like she's experiencing time sickness by like carrying twin speedsters right oh okay yeah and yeah, so yeah. she's in she's feeling it before getting pregnant because Their it's time, time yeah exactly so she's feeling the uh, like the effects of this now and perhaps the idea is that literally their existence and the pregnancy as a whole and Iris's life, like all tied together. And so not only is Joe potentially saving her, but also like his family legacy. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. So I think, I think there might be something at play there. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We know y'all will as well, but i um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts? I don't think so. I like the episode overall. It's very good. Yeah. The event as a whole, I thought was a massive success. Really, really excited for it. The flash is back looking forward to season eight. Um, it's got everything that I've ever hoped for out of the show. And I'm really looking forward to where, where we go from here. Yeah. Hi, this is John Wesley ship and you're listening to flash TV talk. Man, we got some really quick uh, feedback this week. Uh, Savage Voice on Twitter uh, made mention of the fact that he was watching the uh, uh, the Stargirl series. He was on season two on HBO Max and uh, noticed that Jay Garrick popping up, I believe, in the second episode of season two, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just to confirm, yes, in fact, this is the uh, the Jay Garrick that is The Flash. So uh, we, we knew that he was cast on that show, and it's great to see that uh, that he's there. I, I need to watch Stargirl, man. I haven't, I haven't seen it myself. I've not seen it either, but that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so you know, got to get your J fixed. Then plus, it's just a cool costume too. So you're just glad to see it back in use. Yeah, it is cool. Yep. Thanks for that, Savage. Hey, uh, let us know your thoughts, courses uh, for this series as a whole, as well as other shows that you want us to cover. You can follow us on Twitter at tvtalk.fm. You can also follow Bell at Ring That Bell. He loves to hear from you. I think you love to hear from. Him? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he loves to hear from you. So, so check that out. You can find out all that information and more at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry. We've got so much good TV talking to do, as well as some movie talking. And we'll be back in flash.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.